Welcome to Here to Thrive. I'm your host, Kate Snowwise. This is a podcast for people who are ready to step up and live a happier life. It's for those of us who are dedicated to understanding ourselves and getting the best that we can out of this thing called life. It's a mix of psychology and modern spiritual thought, always with a focus on practical advice so that you can take it back and apply it to your own life. I don't believe we're here to merely survive. I truly believe we're here to thrive. So let's get going. Welcome to episode 24 of the Here to Thrive podcast. I'm your host, Kate Snowwise. Today, with it being so close to the holiday season, I wanted to talk to you all about some strategies for how you can cope with toxic people. Now, these strategies aren't reserved purely for dealing with family members that you might find difficult, but they can certainly be applied in that context. They're just as useful for dealing with whatever difficult relationships you might have in your life and helping you get to the bottom of how you're feeling and how you can react to make sure that a relationship doesn't fall into that toxic realm where things start getting damaging. None of us want to be there. So I'm going to walk you through four points to help give you a bit of a practical skill set that will give you some ideas on how you can navigate these sorts of relationships if you have some of these in your life. You may use all of the ideas I discuss or just cherry pick the ones that feel most appropriate or usable for you. But after listening to this podcast, you should feel more aware and in control of how you're approaching the people that you feel are toxic around you. So I'm going to launch right in with the first concept that I want to introduce you to, and that is naming your emotion to tame it. Name it to tame it. This is a concept from the psychiatrist Dan Segal. When he refers to naming your emotion to tame it, he's referring to the effect that engaging the part of our brain that is more rational and thinks in language can have on our emotional brains. Neuroscience research has shown that when you can name an emotion, you literally begin to soothe the stimulation in that emotional part of your brain. You literally calm your emotional brain down when you can accurately get a grip or name the emotion. It's almost like spraying some water on a fire. It really does help us relax and feel more in control of our emotional reaction. Now, how is this relevant to when we're dealing with toxic people? This is something I believe that we need to do beforehand. So if we know we're going to be in an environment with someone who evokes a really strong emotional reaction out of us, perhaps they have in the past or every Christmas we've seen them, we've got into a bit of a tizzy or a strongly emotional situation then you're likely to have some emotional reaction just at the anticipation of seeing such a person. 
So this is the type of exercise I'd encourage you to do before you know you're going to see someone who you might consider toxic or difficult. The reason I would encourage you to do it beforehand is that when we're in an emotional situation, often our thinking becomes really blurred. I'm sure you can think back to a time when you were so overcome with emotion that you really couldn't think straight. I know I can think of many of those times. And it's so often difficult to step back and name the emotional reaction we're having right when we are slap bang in the midst of it. But if there's kind of some emotional history with a person you consider difficult, this exercise you can totally do in advance. What you need to do is sit down with yourself and ask these questions. What kind of emotions come up for me when I think about my brother or my sister or my mom or whoever it might be, my difficult colleague? What kind of emotions are coming up for me when I think about them? An extension to that would then be, why am I feeling this way? Once we can kind of delve in and digest our emotional reaction, we put ourselves in such a less reactive state. The types of emotions that come up for us all will be different. You might feel nervous in anticipation of seeing someone. There may be a sense of anxiety. You might feel angry or betrayed by your relationship, hurt, sad, There's so many different words. I know that when I'm trying to name my emotions to tame them, one of the most powerful things I can do is look at an emotion wheel and see a whole bunch of emotional words sitting in front of me. I I guess my brain kind of thinks in language, so to see it in front of me really helps me process and try on the different emotional words, if you like, until I can find the one that I really feel best describes what I'm feeling. So often we can just feel in an emotional mess, but we don't really know where it's stemming from, what the core emotion is. We might feel angry, but it's actually stemming from a sense of betrayal. And I find that by looking at an emotional wheel, I really can start to get a little bit more refined in how I am looking at my emotions. And it really helps me get to the core or the stem. And I can totally vouch for Dan Segal's theory, which has been backed up by the neuroscience research, that just being able to kind of know what that emotion really is, is really soothing. I'm going to put a link to one of the emotional wheels I use in the show notes. It'll also be over at my podcast link, www.thrive.how forward slash podcast 25, word podcast number 25. But you can also just search the internet and look for emotion word wheel or something of the like, and you should have some ideas come up if you search through images with a whole bunch of emotional words that might help prompt you to to be able to name your own emotions. 
The reason I'm encouraging you to do this before you're in the situation, if you already know it's one where you're likely to be emotionally primed, is so that you can have an override button when you see the person. If you've already done the pre-work to understand your own emotional reactions, it becomes so much easier to kind of override the irrational emotional reaction and therefore be more controlled in your interactions with them, not bite, not buy into the drama because you know what's going on with yourself. It's all about raising your own self-awareness and how empowering that truly is. I do like to think of it as an override button because then when you're in the high stress situation or you're interacting with the person you find difficult or toxic, you've just got this sort of deeper sense of control and awareness of your own emotional reaction, which can make such a difference in the way you interact with a person. So name it to tame it and set yourself up with the override button. The second strategy that I feel can really help us when we're dealing with difficult people in our lives that perhaps we can't avoid is being really conscious about cultivating an attitude of empathy. Now, what I mean by that is trying to put yourself in their shoes, but also being really gentle with someone, choosing to be kind and choosing to be caring rather than unconsciously falling into the trap of being angry or difficult or toxic yourself with them. Another way to think about this is that hurt people hurt people. How might the toxic person in your life be feeling hurt and be acting from that place? One of the best ways that I bring myself back to earth with this when I'm dealing with difficult people is a quote that sort of comes from what Maya Angelou once said. It's a, I use it as a mantra and it is, when people know better, they do better. I'm just going to repeat that. When people know better, they do better. This idea just reminds me that we're all doing the best that we can. We're all using what we have to get by. If someone is incredibly toxic, difficult, and hard in your life, they perhaps don't have any other skills to look at it in a different way. If you're have a good enough relationship with them, by all means, send them to this podcast so they can get some more strategies. But the reality is when we know better, I truly believe that more often than not, we really do do better. Yes, we will forget. Yes, we fall into situations where we become overwhelmed by an emotional reaction, but it takes practice. So Try to be as empathetic and understanding as you can. What's going on for them? How could they be looking at this situation? And remember that people very rarely set out to be intentionally difficult or awful. So try to put on that mindset of empathy and understanding. The third strategy can sometimes feel easier said than done, but if you've got your override button from the start, it should be just that touch easier. 
and it is about delaying your reaction. One of my favorite quotes from psychology is from Viktor Frankl, and it is, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. So just to make more sense of that, I guess, in a, in a human interaction type situation, is before we react to something, there is a tiny moment. And if we can make that little moment a little bit bigger, if we can delay our reaction, we can be more conscious about how we choose to act. Our power lies in not going onto automatic functioning, but stretching out that little moment until we can kick in with a more considered and intentional response. What it comes down to is if you are have someone who is difficult or toxic in your relationship sphere, you don't have to play the game with them. You don't have to buy into their drama. You don't have to be riled up or have your buttons pressed by them. Like I said, I know that sounds easier said than done, and this one takes some practice, but it starts by really upping your conscious awareness of how you're interacting with the world around you. Because you can't control anyone else, you can only control yourself. By widening that gap and delaying how you react, you can really change the outcome of a situation. You don't have to play the game. When you're starting out, if you still feel like the emotions are really rising in you, if someone is really riling you up and you feel like you're going to snap or buy into the drama and you're feeling, starting to feel overwhelmed, honestly, run to the bathroom. Run to the bathroom and take a breather. Do anything that you can to help delay your response and help you bring your emotional level down so that you don't get sucked into the difficulty, so that you don't add fuel to the fire, if you like. So do whatever you need to to remove yourself. If that means running off on Christmas Day to the bathroom, by all means, I support that. But check in with yourself and do your best to sort of meter your responses to difficult people. So those three are really psychological concepts. The last one is for those who are a bit more spiritually inclined. Some of you might feel like this one is totally woo-woo and be like, I'm good with the first three, thank you. You can leave the, the last one to the, can leave the last one for me. Totally understand. But if you are spiritually inclined and believe in the power of the things you can't see, this one might really resonate. And that is a meditation exercise designed to protect your energy. In situations where I have felt uneasy about someone's energy or how I feel being around them, I've used this meditation myself. The one I go to is just on YouTube. It's nothing um, difficult to access. And it is a white light protective meditation. The one I use is from some people called the honest guys I'll put a link again to that in the show notes and over at my website but it's the honest guys white light protective meditation 
have a listen. May not work for you. You may not like the voice. You may not like the music, but there's plenty of them out there. Just go onto the Google Oracle or YouTube and search away. But what this meditation does, it's a guided meditation and you just plug it into your headphones, plug it into your ears, sorry, and let yourself be guided through visualizing, putting yourself really in a little bubble of white light, a protective bubble of white light and envisaging yourself having this kind of protective barrier around you that the bad energy will just bounce off of. The one I use also sort of calls on your spiritual team of guides and the like to protect you while you are moving forward into the world. To me, this comes down to an intention and setting a really strong one for yourself. I believe, like Eleanor Roosevelt said, that no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. This exercise can help those who are spiritually inclined feel so much more powerful in themselves. If you can believe that the the crap is really sort of bouncing off you, it can be such a reassuring concept. So by all means, if you believe in angels, spirit guides, and the power of bringing light into our lives, this can be a really awesome exercise to do before you know you're going into a difficult or toxic situation. So good luck for the holiday season. If you've got some difficult family members, I hope that's given you some ideas for how you can deal with them. Just in quick summary, I spoke about naming your emotions to tame them and how that can kind of provide you if you do it in advance with that override button so that you can process the emotion more quickly when you're with the person who you find difficult. Then there was taking on the mindset of empathy recognizing that it is very rare that people intentionally go out of their way to hurt us or be difficult or invoke pain in us. Another way to think about this is that hurt people hurt people. How might the toxic person in your life be feeling hurt and be acting from that place? By far the majority of us, when we know better, do better. You can think of people as being asleep or unconscious, but you need to be the one that is more awake and aware and doesn't buy into the drama. That comes to the third point of delaying your reaction. Your power lies in that small space between whatever triggers you and your reaction. If you can catch yourself before you react, You have so much more power for how you are going to react and you can be so much more intentional. So do your best to delay your reaction. If it means running to the bathroom, go for it. But try not to be sucked in and go onto that automatic functioning. And finally, for those spiritually inclined among you, try a grounding white light protective meditation before you're going into a difficult situation. Any questions at all, let me know. We can jump over into the Facebook group at Here to Thrive on Facebook. It should come up if you search Here to Thrive as a group option. It's a closed group, so the conversations in there can only be seen by those in the group. We're almost at 2017 as well, and I just... 
We're almost at 2017 as well. And next week, I'm going to be releasing a little freebie called the 2017 Life Planning Kit. It's a bunch of questions to help you sort through how you want to be in 2017, what your priorities are, and how you want to feel. These are the very same questions that I'm going to be using with my coaching clients to start them off in the new year, and I'm offering it to you all for free. If you want to make sure you don't miss it, go up and go over to my website, www.thrive.how, and join the community there. And as soon as it's released, I'll be flicking an email out to everybody to let them know where they can download it. Or if you're listening to this podcast after Christmas, just head over to www.thrive.how forward slash 2017 and you will be able to download it there. Have a happy, safe holiday season. Enjoy your families if you're spending time with them. And I'll catch you back again next week. If you found this podcast useful, I would so appreciate if you could pop over into iTunes right now and just leave me a rating or a review. It means the world to me. That's how this podcast is getting seen. And it is because of the people before you that probably reviewed it that you're here listening today. So I would appreciate if you could help me out and leave me a positive thought there. If you've got ideas for what you'd like me to cover in future podcast episodes, by all means, leave those in the reviews as well or flick me an email via my website, thrive.how. I'll be back next week.